Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here. And three, two, one. Hello and welcome to the HP Podcast, where the games are made up and the points don't matter. I'm Ben, and with me here today is Brandon. What's going on, man? Howdy doody. I'm doing. You're looking spectacular in your sweatpants, your flip-flops, your cow shirt. Yes, sir. It's just peak Brandon. Yeah, man. I got this at Spirit of Halloween, believe it or not, this t-shirt. Yeah. Um, it's from a brand called The Mountain, which I've purchased from before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the notorious Three Wolves Howling at the Moon shirt yes, yes. is from The Mountain. Um, and yeah, this was on Supercell. I don't know why. It's not a, is it a cow or a goat? It's a cow. Okay. It's definitely a, a, a dairy cow. And, uh, I, I don't know why it would have been on sale. I would assume this would have been flying off the shelves. Right. Personally. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. It was like five bucks and I just couldn't pass it up. For those who can't see, it's just a very incredibly close up <laughs> full shirt image of a cow. That's why I didn't know if it was a cow or a goat because it's just its face. Yeah. And I also got a chimpanzee one at the same time. Yes, you it, did. It was on. They were both on deep discount. And you know, when your boy smells a good deal, that's right. Smells a good deal. So I'm doing well. Cool. We've also got Dave, whose shirt looks fairly nondescript. I can't really, I can't really comment on it, but uh, it's got a Reebok thing on the side. There you go, plain white guy looking shirt. <laughs> uh, what's up, Dave? Not much. I, I have a question for Brandon. <clears throat> yeah. You mentioned the the wolves howling at the moon. Yeah. Is is the extreme close up of the cow also suggestive to women? Can you confirm or deny? I can neither confirm or deny. Oh, okay. Well, Either one. Well, it's suggestive even... to me, that's for sure. I mean, I I'll let you your imagination play with it. Uh, I think <laughs> I think that's I think that's where I like to be in that little middle ground. Good. Yeah, but is I'm it doing just good. suggestive I... to women though? Or could it be any gender? Uh I don't know. I'm just I'm just riffing off Dwight Schrute. Um yeah. But I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> maybe if it's a cow, it's 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 suggestive to everybody because right. everybody well, loves milk. I mean, it would make sense that Dwight, as a heterosexual, would know that it appeals to women. But is it? Does it also appeal to men? I bought it. There you go. It appeals to me. I don't know about all men, but this man. All right, I'm down with it. Let's go. <laughs> We're equal opportunity cow lovers here. That's so. right. Amen. Oh God. Oh. I'll never shy away from a teat spraying milk. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, I knew it was, I See, that something was going to happen. That's kind of like a yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, Phil's not here, so we got to fill in for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. We gotta, we gotta. In his absence, we must remain right, pretending to work or something. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Let's just hop right into the news then, because we got a few different things to cover. The first one, Brandon. This one's all for you, baby. Ooh, <laughs> I mean, kind of for me too, but. During an interview on his career, Norman Reedus says that Death Stranding 2 is in development. And it's not really that long of an article, um, but he basically just says that they they said something about Death Stranding and Death Stranding 2, um, or they just said something about Death Stranding. He's like, you know, talks about it for a minute. He's like, yeah, we we just started working on the second one. So the world now knows. Thank you. The world now knows. Thanks, Norman Reedus. (laughs) Thank you. Or maybe at least... um, maybe at least we know what Norman Reedus thinks. Now, Dave, am I correct? You haven't played Death Stranding yet. No, correct. I have not played Death Stranding. Okay, so we'll go to Brandon first for his thoughts. A couple things here, Brandon. Yeah. I want to talk about first, I want to know what you think about the possibilities and the the 
your get your excitement level for Death Stranding 2 or whatever it may sure. be called. Sure. And then second, oh, go ahead. Let's talk about that first. Yeah. No, I think this is great. Um, I love when celebrities, I don't, I don't know if he necessarily slipped up. For all we know, he intentionally did this. Right. Um, it reminds me a lot of Tom Holland talking, and he just casually drops something that's very spoilery that shouldn't have been released yet. I have heard... Uh, actors say before like oh i just did this and like meanwhile they didn't do that they just like get confused about what projects they're working on sometimes so it is possible yeah but i was honestly expecting i i feel like this dropped like a day or two ago maybe yesterday yeah something like that um i was expecting for them to just cut their losses and just announce it (laughs) right um but nothing official yet but assumedly um we're looking at a death stranding too which is unsurprising to me and very exciting um ever since i beat death stranding i've thought about it very fondly and i think the formula they have there is so incredibly unique to that game um and i could easily see many ways in which it could be expanded upon um and i just love norman reedus and i love hideo kojima um i think they're they're a dynamic duo, and I'm glad I follow uh, Hideo on Twitter. I always see many, many bromance uh, likes from him on Twitter to Norman. So, yeah. Um, no, I think it's great. Um, I don't know exactly the, the direction they, they're going to go with it, but based on how the, the story sh- uh, shook out, but there are many ways I'm sure it can sure. go. Um, and there is no lack of weirdness. Um, so, yeah, I'm just interested, interested to see more. Um, Hideo has spread his wings um, with his own studio and he was incredibly successful. And this just means he can make more. And I think that's good for everyone. The interesting thing here to me is, you know, so he says, okay, you're, you're filming Death Stranding, the video game. And he says, we just started the second one. And they said, the, the reporter says, how did that come about? And he tells the story about how Guillermo del Toro approached him and all that kind of stuff. And it's funny because he actually has a line in here like uh, it's not Miss Pac-Man. It's realistic. It's futuristic. So, stuff like that. Sure. It's funny to me that like, they even had to sell it to him apparently <laughs> like norman Reedus seems kind of like a with it guy like you sure. would know that video games aren't like mrs pac-man and right anyway but then he says um uh it took me maybe two or three years to finish all the mocap sessions and everything it takes a lot of work and when the game then the game came out and won all these awards it's a huge thing we just started part two of that so that's the full context there of what he said but the other thing i wanted to say is um that's training like how many I don't know how it took him two or three years to do all the mocap sessions. I don't know. I would imagine that there is... It's probably like a one-day session every six months or something. Well, that too. And I wouldn't be surprised. We hear a lot about these creatives being difficult. And not that True. Kojima is difficult. That's not what I'm implying. But one, it's a possibility. And two, I would imagine, to be honest with you, with the director's cut even adding some stuff in, yeah. I would imagine there's a ton of stuff that they didn't even use in the game. Right. That they got captured. Right. Um, which is just ammunition for the second one. So... Even if this, in in fact, is true, they have just recently started production. I'm hoping that it's one of those scenarios where it's not too much different than the first one, and we can expect to see a new iteration that doesn't completely reinvent the wheel, um, which is how most sequels pan out. So, yeah, yeah, I I mean, I think it is going to be a little bit, at least based on that comment, that's the only comment we have in existence to even know that it exists. Um, But... Yeah, this is good news all around. Dave, here's what I want to ask you next. Without having, you know, a lot of framework in the game. Uh, it's been, what, three years? Two and a half years since Death Stranding came out? Yeah, it's been a bit. And Norman Reedus says they just started working on it. What the hell has Kojima and company been doing for this long? If that, if this information is true. That's, that's a really good question. Um, because I, I'm personally kind of knowing that Kojima kind of has the creative reins all to himself now. I'm, I'm a little surprised that um, his next project would be a sequel. Because, um, I don't know, he just I feel like he's the kind of guy that once he's get free reign, he wants to move from one thing to another. So maybe the fact that they only just started, considering this game has been out since 2019... Um, maybe there is something else that's going to come before Death Stranding from Kojima. Yeah, uh, I have no idea what that would be, but <clears throat> I just have a hard time, you know, thinking Kojima would want to just go from this to, you know, right to a sequel rather than stretch his wings a little bit and and try something else. So maybe it's yeah. that uh, that Xbox exclusive we've been hearing about. 
Yeah, I mean, I personally, I, I wasn't drawn to Death Stranding. I, I'd like to play it uh, eventually, but, um, you know, I think it'd be cool to see some other stuff from him because, you know, he's we know he's not just the Metal Gear Solid guy. Like, this guy has a whole lot more potential to give us some really weird and crazy stuff. So seeing something new would be great, but, um, you know, for a relatively niche-looking game, it's great to see, I think it's... I just looked it up and it sold over 5 million copies. So, I mean, that's a lot for, yeah. for a game like this. So uh, it's not surprising, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see something else be announced from them before Death Stranding 2. It's funny because I put about 30, 35 hours into the into the game. And then when the director's cut came out, I put another, I don't know, 10 into that. And I just can't like... I just couldn't finish it. I don't know. It's weird for me because I liked it. It just kind of got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I was also doing like every side mission and everything. Possible, oh, dude. So. Yeah. You, yeah. I, I burned did, myself out. I was just saying, I, I did that for like the literal first area. And then after that, unless you're like completely sold on the game loop. Yeah. You can't, you're going to burn yourself out. Right. Well, moving on. Video Games Chronicle reports, quote, Saber Interactive is working on the upcoming Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake alongside Aspire. As part of the Embracer Group's Q4 financial report, board member Matthew Karch announced that Saber Interactive, which most recently released Evil Dead, which we'll talk about in a minute, is now working on the project. Aspire has gone full in to make this the best game that they can make, Karch said. When we acquired Aspire, we knew from the start they would require our assistance. Saber has tremendous expertise in creating these types of products. We've done it on Halo, on multiple Halo products, so we've been spending a lot of time working with them to bring this title over. Karch added, we're fully confident that the game is going to be fantastic, but it's a massive product, and massive products require a lot of effort and a lot of time to make good, and especially when you're talking about a game that's very old, we've basically had to remake remake it from scratch. Uh, So we still have a release date or anything. It seems like it's going to be probably more than a, a remaster, as some people were supposing. It could have possibly been with maybe some more story beats added in. Who knows? Um, Dave, Knights of the Old Republic, are you, are you, is this a game you've played and whether or not it, or whether it is, are you excited for the upcoming remake, remaster, whatever it is? I, so I'll answer the second question first. I'm extremely excited. And the reason I am is because I did play a little bit of KOTOR, um, back closer to when it came out, but that was at a time when obviously I was a bit younger and and I didn't really have the appreciation for Bioware RPGs the way I do now. So having an opportunity to sort of revisit that game with a mostly fresh perspective and a new appreciation for this kind of, you know, really deep character driven RPG is is something I'm looking forward to. So yeah, this one this one is high up on my list. Nice. Yeah, I played the hell out of Kotor. I'm excited for a new one. Brandon, you're not a Star Wars guy. Yeah. But does a new RPG get you going? I am into RPGs, and I think that potentially I could be convinced. Um, I think at any moment, any one piece of media could fling me into Star Wars fandom. Yeah. But it hasn't quite done that yet. And I'm not saying I've tried everything. Right. So I don't want to I, I don't want to make it seem that way. Right. Um, but have you tried the Christmas special? I've <laughs> I wasn't even aware. It's really Please bad. don't start there. <laughs> My luck, that would be what, what gets me. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, wait, there's nothing else like this. <laughs> Why did you guys wrong? tell me about this? <laughs> but uh, no, I, I could definitely be interested in that. I did play I did play one of the, the MMOs. I don't think it was this one. Um, I think it was a newer one. Okay. Old Republic? I, yes. Yeah. I think I played that one. Yeah, it and, is. I, I remember you playing it. Yeah, and I yeah. played it up until I got a dual lightsaber, and then I promptly dropped it. Yeah. So... Um, because you had achieved the peak yeah yeah Yeah. i just i just did that and i i don't know i also was playing on my mac uh so that's never ever optimal uh in any gaming position um but no i think that this is a series that has a lot of heat behind it has a lot of fandom um and uh it sounds like they're doing it right uh from what from what you said earlier it sounds like they really are taking it to the next level it's not just uh they're not just shitting it out i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah let's hope so let's hope because there's a lot i mean not only do you have the entire star wars you know community writing on this um you've also got aspire writing on this because they you know 
they're not a they're not a studio that's in any trouble, but they're a studio that one bad release could hurt them. Yeah. And then also on top of that, you've got people who aren't Star Wars fans but love this game. There are so many of them that are going to be angry too if they yeah. mess it up. So yeah. lots of lots of stuff riding on it. Hopefully they they're able to pull it off. And seems like it's going to be good to me. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Hopefully, I wonder we'll, if Saber coming in is cause for concern. Um, because I don't know, like, you know, when this was first announced, it was announced as Aspire, but now with Saber coming into the fold, does that mean they're in trouble? Well, they explicitly go into detail in that press release and say, you know, they're not in trouble, basically. We we knew they would need help. Um, of course, it's easy to say that uh, after the fact. They didn't announce that at the beginning. And I suppose you could make a case that there was that they were going to get um, Saber to work on it, but they didn't want to do that until they were done with their project but you may be right dave i mean i I don't have any way of knowing obviously um but they did know all the right things to say (laughs) to to dissuade you from thinking that they at least have good pr yeah (laughs) if 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 literally nothing else yeah yeah Yeah, we'll see i guess we'll find out when the releases yeah it's the only way we know i i highly doubt i mean maybe there's this is like a massive is this an mmo no it's um it does have multiplayer elements no no it's incredibly oh. rpg though oh, okay yeah. all right lots gonna, and lots of branching paths and narratives and, i was gonna say I, I wonder if there will be a beta but i guess we will have to read potentially wait for the full release to, yeah i don't think they'll do a beta there's no real reason to it's it's essentially a single player game, gotcha gotcha so. gotcha yeah all right keep on moving along game infinitus game infinitus gaming tinnitus i don't know so, so stalker <laughs> inflammation of something <laughs> Stalker 2 developer GSC Game World had stopped the development of the game temporarily, but it appears it is now, again, a work in progress. In a question and answer session on their Discord channel, one of the community managers at GSC Game World mentioned in a reply to a fan that development of the game has continued after it was temporarily put on hold due to the war. Another user asked if the work on the game is in progress, to which the community manager replied with a confirmation that it is indeed in progress. They also talked about how they're not ready to reveal their content roadmap beforehand, so fans will have to wait for further updates for the game. Stalker 2 is launching for the Xbox Series X and PC. It will also release on Game Pass on the same day. The game is confirmed to be a time console exclusive. It will be available on other platforms at a later date, or at least this was the original plan for the game. Um, Dave, you found in another article they moved the production to... Where did you say again? Prague. Prague. So they're not, um, there's not much left of Ukraine, folks. I'm sorry to say. Uh, legitimately sorry to say. Um, but the places where they were working are not working up, work outabling anymore. Uh, that's a word I made up. <laughs> um, obviously, but they, they pressed on, they got out of the country at yeah. least. I think there might still, obviously, they're not going to reveal locations, but I think that um, there might be one or two of them actually in the country fighting. Wow. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. I think they were of the right age to yeah. do so. So, wow. Um, but, but it seems like the rest of them got out and moved production and probably recruited some more help as well, if I had to guess. But, yeah. Um, Brandon, any excitement for Stalker 2? I mean, the first one was PC mostly. Yeah. I was going to say, I have, I, I have little experience with the, um, the series, um, other than seeing screen captures and videos. Right. Um, I notably, this is a beautiful game. Um, and the first one looked pretty good as well, even for an older title. So right. there's definitely some talent here. Um, and I'm glad to see that the production wasn't halted completely um, because I think that was the initial concern. Um, and how how devastating would that have been to the people that have already worked on it? So yeah, I'm glad to see that they could find a new home, um, hopefully not permanently, but um, I guess we don't really know at this point. So. Dave, the first Stalker, which I didn't play, um, and people have told me I should play it, and they're probably right, but the first Stalker was a lot of, um, there was a lot of illusions, or really it was set in uh, Chernobyl, which is in Ukraine, and it was probably a little bit too late in production, but do you think we're going to see any of the uh, modern elements of war make it their way into the game, such as Chernobyl did into the first game? Um, I don't, I don't know. I think they probably had a pretty clear vision of, of the direction they wanted to go in this game. Um, you know, before we were at the spot where we are now. So, um, I'm going to say probably not. Um, but you know, this is obviously a very creative team, so it, uh, it could go either way. I mean, um, 
I, I I'm like you guys. I have very little experience with the first game, but you really can't help but root for this game. Right. Um, and you know the stuff I've been exposed to with the first game is this. This team really has a knack for making post-apocalyptic environments beautiful. And um, you look at the way that you know Bethesda does it with Fallout, and this it's it's a real different approach that they've taken with this. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be exciting to see. Um, where this team goes with this. And, and again, you can't help but root for them. And yeah. uh, hopefully we see a little bit more at summer game fest. I don't know if that's going to be too soon, but uh, yeah. Yeah. That It'll seems be- like it'd be a good opportunity and it would be a good like set piece moment almost for Microsoft, especially since they lost some of the games that are coming out that were supposed to come out this year. You're not gonna be able to talk about those as much probably you can, but what's the point? Um, whereas a game like this, you have a lot to celebrate about it. Not only yeah. hopefully it's a great game, but like there's an inspirational good story behind it as well. Yeah. And it helps raise awareness and stuff like that. 100%. So, yeah. Okay. Moving on to the next one. This comes from videogameschronicle.com. That's dot com mm-hmm. for anyone who was confused. Uh, some classic PlayStation games being added to PS4 and PS5's revamped PS Plus catalog appear to be based on the slower PAL 50 hertz version. So we've seen some news and everything about the different games coming out but uh, basically playstation one and psp games started appearing on asian region playstation stores earlier today ahead of the revamped playstation plus coming to select markets on tuesday this was of course yesterday that this was written a user playing the ps1 version of ape escape via the indonesian ps store first noticed that it appears to be based on the pal version of the game because it's it credits sony computer entertainment europe during its intro instead of america or japan and runs at 25 frames per second instead of 30. All other first-party PS1 games on the Classics lineup, including Everybody's Golf, Wild Arms, Jumping Flash, and Karushi, also appear to be based on the European PAL versions VGC has confirmed. In addition, both Worms games, World Party, and Armageddon appear to be based on their PAL versions. However, the other third-party games on the service, such as Tekken 2, Siphon Filter, Abe's Odyssey, and Mr. Driller appear to be based on the NTSC versions. PAL is a video format used in many regions. This is just background here. Uh, is a video format used in many regions, including Europe and Australia, which runs at 50 hertz compared to the faster 60 hertz refresh rate. Many PAL versions of early console games are considered inferior due to their, their slower speed and some even sporting borders at the top and bottom of the screen. So this is a debate that has raged on for years and years, and I don't really know why it's a debate, but uh, the PAL versions are constantly derided and everything because they're just not as good. And then, you know, the PAL supporters say that they're great. Um, Dave, is it just like Sony to say, here you go, here's something you wanted, but it's not quite there? Uh, yeah, it, it totally is. And it's it's weird that this was kind of hidden and it's being discovered that it, the way that it is. And, you know, why not just be forthright about the product that people are going to be getting? Because, you know, as you said, a lot of people get really worked up about this kind of stuff. So it might be nice to kind of mention to them that <laughs> something like this is coming in a PAL version because like myself, you, we probably don't care, but there's a lot of people out there who 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 really needs to know this stuff so it's a bit sneaky it's a bit sneaky yeah. isn't it i think so brandon um when the playstation classic released i want to say that it wasn't as big of a deal but it, with the with the original with the uh, nintendo mini that came out mm-hmm. they ended up taking some of the roms and they got the pal versions <laughs> yeah. of the roms yeah and put them on the Nintendo Classic. And I think there was some illusion, and I might be speaking on my ass here, but I think there was some speculation that that had been done as well for the PlayStation yeah. Classic. Is it possible, you know, wild theory here, <laughs> yeah. the PlayStation was like, oh no, we lost the Masters. Yeah. And they had to uh, rip these onto the platform from versions that they had accessible to them. Yeah, how incredibly strange. Um I would assume that a big new push for something different for, for PlayStation would entail them giving their absolute best of every single game that's going to be on the lineup. Yeah. Um, they're think. incredibly old games and you'd think you'd want to make them shine through in the best way possible. Um, I don't know if it was an intentional whoops, we don't have these or maybe it's not. Maybe they literally just do not have these files anymore, which is also just concerning right. um, in a way, at least in this format. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I just know that when I hear news like this and will it be, will will it completely break the experience? No, it's an old game. Sure. It's going to look old. It's going to run old. I understand that, but 
just knowing that I could potentially even play this game in a different way better kind of just makes me not want to play it at all right. um, because I'm not really itching at the any given moment to play my PS1 and PS2 games or right. PS, PS1 games. Um, but this kind of makes me think twice um, about shelling out extra money because you're still paying the premium. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're getting the premium version of that exact software. Right. Apparently. <laughs> so I don't know, man, it's not the end of the world, but it definitely is strange. And I'm with Dave. If they were just like, if it was known that it was intentional, like they would just came out right away and said that I feel like I would feel slightly differently about someone else figuring it out. Right. So, yeah. Well, at least they have trophies, some of them. So it'll be fine. (laughs) Thank God. Uh, that is a thing that it, I don't have that in the news, but um, there actually there will be trophy support for some games that are the classic games and even like some of the I guess they're all classified as classic if they don't have trophies. Right. Uh, so they have the option of putting trophies on them. I imagine you'll see first party games get that. Sure. But um, probably not as many of the third party games will. But yeah, I mean, it's neat. But yeah, for sure. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Well, while we're on the subject, uh, this comes from TwistedVoxel.com. Sony is reportedly charging a higher upgrade fee from existing PS Plus subscribers who paid a discounted price for their subscription. The upgrading question is in relation to the new PS Plus subscription tiers, uh, such as PS Plus Extra and PS Plus Premium. Users who bought their existing PS Plus subscription at the standard price of $60 need not be concerned with the upgrade price hike, however. Apparently, Sony has a way of keeping track of subscription discounts as they generate special codes that are then sold to third-party key sellers. When these codes are redeemed by PSN users, they can essentially be tracked by the console maker. Resetera member VodkaFX performed some calculations and deducted that the Singapore PlayStation Store was charging him an extra fee for the upgrades for both PS Plus Extra and PS Plus Premium. Based on this calculation, he's being asked to pay around $32 more than he should be paying for the extra upgrade. Uh, another member was told that a Hong Kong PSN user had bought 15 years worth of PS Plus at a 33% discount from Sony. In order to upgrade to PS Plus Extra now, he needs to pay around $1,500 more than the standard price in order to pay back the discounted amount and upgrade to a higher tier. Uh, so we don't know yet if this has been done in error or Jesus if this was on purpose. Christ. You had to know whenever they said, hey, if you have it already, we'll upgrade you for free. Uh, and then people started stacking them that they were going to retaliate in some way, I think. And of course, you get people like this guy who spends fifteen hundred dollars. No, who's who bought what fifteen, 15 years? years? Yeah, 15 that's a years. bit ex- exact. You know, that's a bit excessive if you ask me. <laughs> but isn't it wild, Brandon, that they would say like, "Hey, if you buy a PS Plus subscription, you get all the rights that come along with it," unless we decide to change the program, in which case you'll have to pay more oh and by the way in case that wasn't enough of a kick in the balls if you already have your subscription out that far you can't just buy a month upgrade in the middle of it you got to upgrade the whole thing oh my god how do you feel kind of disgusted (laughs) i mean honestly so here's what it comes down to for me the fact that initially from the beginning the architecture of what they can see was set up in such a way that it mattered yeah. whether or not you had a discounted PlayStation Plus code. Not that you just had PlayStation Plus, that you had a discount, which that makes me think this was always in the cards. Maybe. Yeah. Otherwise, why why would it matter what kind of PlayStation Plus you had in the day? You know, prior to them releasing that they were going to do tiers, why would it have mattered? Right. If 
either you have it or you don't. So the fact that it's always been in place, apparently, or from what it seems like, it's always been in place, that they could tell when you bought a cheaper code makes me think that, I mean, maybe I'm not coming through patents, but like maybe there's other things they're trying to do for people that buy discount codes. I mean, you never know. And the ball starts rolling and it gets the whole way down the hill. So I don't, I don't know, man. It's a slippery slope whenever you're you're punishing people for buying codes that are on a discount. Well, I can tell you this much as far as the illumination on the code stuff. When a developer requests codes from any of the major platform holders, uh, you can ask for just like a straight up review code and you contractually get so many of those to be able to send out to reviewers. You can ask for uh, other codes that you can then buy at some cost and then resell if you want to, or you can get them. Um, there's another way to do it where you can get them and give them out to third party stores. You can give them out to like a humble bundle, charity stuff, whatever. Sure. sure. Uh, so I understand why they have that way of tracking things because if all of a sudden your codes from that you requested as part of your contractual obligation for uh, reviews, if those start popping up on CD keys or something, then you're not supposed to do that. That's like against your... Because you're making money on something they gave you for free, essentially. Right. Uh, so I understand why they have some tracking on there. But yes, there have been times when I've gone on the CD keys to buy PlayStation Plus or something for a year, and it's 30 bucks. And there's been other times a week later where it's been 55 yeah. just based on supply and demand. There's right. this. So how do they know... I don't know if they know which batch. Like, Are they going to assume that everybody who paid $55 actually got them for 30 because they were 30 within the last 12 months or something. I don't know. It kind of irritates me. Dave, you're not planning on going for the upgraded PS Plus, And actually, none of us, none of the three of us are, at least right away. But how do you feel about the fact that Sony's saying your subscription is no good here? Well, I, I remember when all this hoopla was going on about this, this loophole and people stacking several years of PlayStation Plus to exploit like some discount. And I remember raising an eyebrow being like, be careful. <laughs> you're, you're doing a lot that, that you might get bit back on. And sure enough, this has happened. So, um, you know, I think Sony has every right to do this, but I'm people are still confused about how this whole upgrade is actually going to work. And I'm really looking forward to when we get to like September and we forget about all this. And it's just like, this is the new Sony Game Pass. Uh -huh. um, but again, Sony is the same company who, I said that a couple of weeks ago, looked at the Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut upgrade PS5 crap and said, yes, this makes sense. People right. will understand this. <laughs> so I don't know. People are really still confused, but we're getting closer and closer to June. So this mess is hopefully going to be resolved and, and clear. But you did mention one thing about... Uh, me personally not being interested i have seen the i don't know if it's a leaked list or if it is official yet of of the games that are coming to premium and i am now considering at least checking it out at first just yeah. because there's a couple first party games that i skipped on that it's cheaper for me to upgrade play and then cancel potentially so right I might they, they may have dragged me in i haven't decided yet but i don't know we'll we'll have to see yeah, that was the thing, too. There were some games in there that I wasn't expecting. And I'm like, oh, well, that'd be worth 15 bucks or whatever for extra for the month. But again, I think I have my subscription out. It's it's only out like a year or something. And it wasn't even in response to this. I just had stacked it like two years ago or right. something for a couple of years. Now you're just going to have to wait unless you want to pay the premium. Yeah, and I'm not paying extra. I'm not yeah. paying for a whole year of premium service or whatever. And like, here's the thing, though, is like, let's say somebody who's not in the know. Yeah. buys playstation plus for a year right because right. a lot of people buy a year it makes it makes or the they're most like sense. buying a bundle at walmart and walmart's like we got a special deal for you well right yeah that's what i'm saying i feel like it gets muddy real quick and you know i don't know i just feel like this is fishy in some way i know that they obviously have a right to charge how much they charge for the sure. service at yeah. the end of the day but it just doesn't seem like the best way and I think they should just be satisfied that that somebody got PlayStation Plus at all, whether right. it was discounted or not. So, and if they want to upgrade, why would that be a punishment? If you previously bought, so you, so you're saying this, I got PlayStation Plus regardless of the price, right? And now I want to give you more money, right? And they're saying, oh wait, wait, but how much did you pay for that thing you already paid for? Right. It's just weird. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's it it's weird to me. Yeah, but yeah, like you said, I'm sure they have every right. To, they definitely have every right to do it. Sure, it's their platform, they could, they could they charge want. as much as they want. But yeah. like, but you're right. Like, there, people are literally saying, "I'll pay you more for this 
but and they're saying how about even more yeah yeah they're like well what about how much you paid for the last thing you paid us for right <laughs> so well they have trophies now so yeah oh, oh wow yeah, same thing i 50 said 50 hertz yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh boy okay i got a couple more here brandon you had a couple as well oh yeah uh, but first let's go into this uh a-r-o-g-e-d a rogued.com okay i don't know how to say it but famous yeah the world famous one um says that um atomic heart took six hundred thousand hours to develop uh this comes in a quote from this website says now players can find out how long the ambitious atomic heart shooter has actually been development as stated in the munfish studio the creation of the project took more than six hundred and thirty thousand hours as a nice bonus the developers have also published a new screenshot of atomic heart with a demonstration of the main character um Representatives of the Munfish team on social networks revealed that they've been working on Atomic Heart for five years. More than 120 professional employees take part in the creation of the shooter who worked on the project for 8 to 16 hours a day. In total, Atomic Heart created as many as 633,600 hours. Uh, that's a lot. God damn. But I, again, I don't really know what kind of, how that relates to you know how many hours are put into the new Call of Duty. Right. Exactly. Just to use the easy example. Definitely not that much, Ben. Well, probably not, <laughs> but there are a lot more people working on it. Maybe for le- less time, but there right. are more people working on it. Um, Dave, that seems like a lot of hours to me. What do you think? Uh, it Yeah, it sounds like a lot. I just quickly looked it up. There's 8,760 hours in a year. So I wonder how many people have been working on this. Probably a lot. I mean, it feels like this it game was announced. It says more than 120. It feels like this game was announced 600,000 yeah. Uh, years ago uh right. it's it's been a long one but yeah i mean you're right it's it's really hard to tell what what this means because we don't normally get like hours i i wonder how how many hours went into assassin's creed odyssey as an example because that was worked on by a dozen different studios and i don't know how many different people over several years so right um yeah it's kind it's kind of meaningless um i hope they don't come out and say that it's going to take 500 hours to complete the game just like the whole dying light (laughs) 2 thing because again we got to read the room but it's a big number i guess cool thanks i'd I'd rather see more about the game rather than an arbitrary number like this but okay we're talking about it let's see six hundred and thirty three thousand hours divided by 120 people is about 5300 hours per person so 5275 is the actual number divide that by let's say let's let's first go with um 40 hours a week that's 131 weeks this is riveting content isn't it divided by (laughs) (laughs) it's a long time yeah 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 it's a long ass time I don't know. I just feel like it's a weird flex, but okay type of moment for me. Um, That is fine and dandy, um, but we have seen many, many games. Sure. Um, You know, I I hate to keep bringing up. It's like the fucking ghost that keeps coming out of the closet. Cyberpunk, I'm sure, had many, many hours and it's still released broke as fuck. Oh, yeah. yeah, Um, yeah. So, you know, not to say that this is the case here and maybe this is like maybe this is like a crowning achievement for them maybe that the game is looking amazing and so they're saying look how many hours we put in i would hope that's where they're coming from um but like dave said it's it, it's really arbitrary whenever that's not backed up with anything in addition i don't, I don't um, know if we we do a sizzle reel for each show uh but if we do one for this week <laughs> and we, on this week's podcast we do math on the show <laughs> live on air <laughs> we pull out the calculators right now well is it um uh, is it munfish aren't they are they in russia i don't know that's that's awkward it's only awkward from the sense that it might be i don't know if there's any complications with them getting the game out because of being in russia and True. if like you Just know sanctions dude I mean, I mean certain stores have pulled russian games from their listings yeah which Again, we've talked about that in the past. I hope that it doesn't hurt the actual developers who have no side in a war or they're on the right side or whatever. But um, yeah, anyway, that'll be interesting too. So yeah, but yeah, 633,000 hours. um, That's a lot of time. It's probably not near as much time as other games we're familiar with. I'm sure Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 had more hours than that spent in it. But just show us some gameplay and I'll be happy. Well, December the game comes out, so we should start seeing gameplay pretty soon here. I would That's think. what I'm saying. The numbers are great. Show us the game. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Um, Brandon, yeah. I've got one more, Yeah, but you have two. 
Do I? Well, you had one earlier. <laughs> yeah, earlier. I have at least one. Okay, let's go. What is it? Um, just something outlandish that I saw today. Asus, this is from The Verge. Um, Asus announces the world's first 500 hertz NVIDIA G-Sync gaming display. Um, NVIDIA and Asus are announcing the world's first 500 hertz, uh, and they say it's coming in 2022. And I just wanted to bounce that off you guys because... To my knowledge, we only know for sure that eyes can see at least 60 frames per second. And I know 120 is like really big in the industry right? Um, as far as competitive shooters. And I just wonder at what point are you just paying for redundancy? Um, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know that I had much more to say about that, but 500 hertz seems like an incomprehensible amount of frames per second. Um, and I just wanted to see what you guys thought. I guess, Ben, you even have more experience with gaming monitors than I do, but I just thought this was kind of um, strange. (laughs) I just choked on my own (laughs) breath. Uh, So Hertz and and FPS are different. Uh, They're very often aligned together. Uh, So Hertz is how fast it refreshes the screen, whereas the FPS is how many frames are actually in a second. Sure. Um, so they're a little different, although they work in tandem. Uh, I don't know the information about how fast the human eye can see. You may be correct. I know that I can tell a difference between 60 and 120. Sure. But I don't know why you need 500 hertz. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> there really just has to be diminishing returns. I, I would mean, think so. I just can't imagine it's worth the price. And now I'm sure some streamers will be flexing it, but maybe. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I just thought it was funny. It was definitely not the gaming news I was they'll, expecting to they'll see. They'll be today, flexing but... a monitor that none of their viewers can see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you will not believe how many frames. I'm seeing just an, an unimaginable amount of, <laughs> of hertz right now. Dave, do you want a, do you want a 500 hertz monitor? Yeah, man. That's yeah. Uh, I mean, I you too. have to. If you're building a PC, you have to have the best of the best or else you can't talk about it. This is, Dude. This is a it's a marketing <laughs> number, right? Dude, I mean, it is. It really is. Dude, you I'm, literally. I'm... Go ahead. I'm in like these Facebook gaming room setup like groups where people just show off like their new builds and all the cool shit they do with RGB and their, in their, in their gaming caves and stuff. And um, you see people all the time, like touting, like they've got the best of the best. And then you'll always see people in comments being like, you know, that makes zero difference at all. Right. Um, So yeah, 500 Hertz. It's a marketing number. It's cool. I guess you've got the best, but um yeah, I don't really know that your your brain will tell you you can see a difference, but can you really see it? <laughs> when you've paid that much money, as I'm sure it will cost, yeah. I'm sure. And and yeah, it's just like that's the only way you can get good at games is if you buy that <laughs> that that's like right. like did you even play Elden Ring or play Call of Duty Warzone unless you looked at it in 500 hertz? That's right. I would say it's debatable. It's funny. Okay, so to so to clarify a little more what I was saying, they they're tied together in the sense that if you have a 60 hertz monitor and 120 frames per second, mm-hmm. you'll only see it in 60, 60 frames. Yeah, right. And if you have, but if you have a 60 frame per second game and 120 hertz monitor, uh, whatever, um, you could potentially boost that frame rate up to 120. Sure. But you can't do it the opposite. So it's like squares or rectangle, rectangle, <laughs> square, whatever. Um, so they're related, definitely. So theoretically, with a 500 hertz monitor, you could have 500 frames per second. But why? On like Roblox. Yeah, that that's my favorite. <laughs> is when people people spend thousands and thousands of dollars on the best of the best, so they can stream to two people, or so their kids can play Roblox. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what it was, but when I bought my new TV, the first thing we watched was something old. I can't remember what it was now. Ah, uh, oh, I think it was Frasier. Oh, really? Yeah, like we we you know, I brought this TV home, and then we had been watching Frasier like at lunchtime, and I just like you know turned it on out of instinct. My wife's like, "Don't you want to watch something that's like uses the TV better?" I'm like, "This is fine." Yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say you're like, "I do," but I'll do that later. Yeah, sure. Yeah, this, this was fine. Yeah, the black bars don't bother me. No. Sure. Yeah, the the square image <laughs> from the early '90s, no big deal. Okay, the last thing, and this just. I put this for last just because it goes into what I've been playing. Uh, the Evil Dead, the game, has sold more than 500,000 units in the first five days after its release. Now, this was three or four days ago. Um, but this comes directly from Embracer. And they said that the game has sold half a million units in five days. And I'm sure that number has gotten closer to a million, if not surpassed a million by this point, some four or five days later. Uh 
that's big numbers for a yeah. niche. First of all, it's a niche game from a niche company about a niche property. Niche. 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 Um, Dave, have you checked out Evil Dead or do you intend to? Uh, I'm planning on it, especially if you're going to tell me that you've been playing it. Um, oh. I've always wanted to, like, asymmetric multiplayer has always been a tough sell for me. But I I love the idea of it. It's just it's just never something I found like one that really caught me. But I think like the campy humor that you get from the Evil Dead, um, coupled with like this kind of gameplay is just it's perfect. So it's great to see that it it's it's sold so well, and you know a lot of people are streaming it, and a lot of people are really really liking it. So I'm definitely going to jump in at some point. Nice, Brandon. I'm a huge fan of the Evil Dead. I know. Um, I will say that. But do you, have you seen the original mm-hmm. or just the new one? No, I've seen them all. Okay. okay. Yeah. No, yeah. I've seen them all. Um, no, I haven't seen Army of Darkness. That's okay. the only one I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, but no, man, I'm I'm potentially interested in the game. I don't think it's even coming to console, is it? It is. Is it? I'm tripping. I don't know much about the game. I need to look more into it, yeah. but I think I could easily be persuaded. Um, I love the movie so much that I think the IP could potentially drive me to try it out myself. So this is good news. I mean, more evil dead all around is good for me. It is um, definitely worth checking out. Is it? Yeah. Um, and I'll talk about it more here in a minute, but I just think it's cool that a game like this, that I probably would have expected it to sell half a million within like a month, mm. but rip roaring off the start yeah man out out the gate people are hungry for horror apparently um i think that's true i think that's true i think it's also just like the dead by daylight craze and everything like that like all these other games that are similar to that just have lended themselves to oh well people who aren't even interested in the ip can get into it for sure dead by daylight walked so evil dead could could run that's right that's right um I'm looking to see here if it's on Xbox. I'm pretty sure it is. If it's on Game Pass, I'll definitely check it out. It's not on Game Pass. I know that. Shame. It might be eventually. Uh, it's out on, well, this says PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PlayStation 5, Series X, Series S, and Nintendo Switch. God damn. But I don't know if it's actually on Switch. Dave, you're definitely going to check it out on Switch, yeah? <laughs> Big time, fellow. <laughs> I'll tell you this, though, Brandon. It's cross-play and pro- cross-progression. I love that. Thank so you. So you can play. You both can play. That would me. be excellent. Yeah. Due to your buddies playing on a, on his Switch and you're on your PS5, just absolutely <laughs> shitting on him. You're like, what's wrong, man? You dropping frames? Sorry, got a 500 dude. hertz switch over here. Is you using the motion controls? Aw. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go into what we've been playing because this um that leads right into what I've been playing. Of course, I've still been playing a little bit of Forza actually. Ooh. Um, just like picking it up every night, playing for half an hour or something. Not every night, but most nights, playing for half an hour, just kind of jerking around doing a race or two mostly just driving around and like i'm having an obsession of just finding all the xp and um fast travel markers sure. and smashing them let me know if you want whipped if i want whipped i don't i don't it's <laughs> relaxing i don't need to be whipped uh, i'm already bad enough at racing games i don't need to be whipped um but the other thing i've been playing is evil dead like i was saying Ooh. and this is a game that like some people had been telling me uh you need to play it and i was like okay well probably but you know whatever 40 bucks i've got all these other games to play and then uh the epic store had like a 25 percent off or something coupon and i was like you know what for 30 bucks i yeah of course i'm gonna buy i'm gonna play this game and then at the same moment i made like made that decision my buddy justin texted me and was like i'm thinking i'm thinking please stop me from buying this game i said nope (laughs) i'm not stopping you you're You're buying it i'm not the right guy to ask (laughs) and my buddy jimmy's been playing it so i've been playing with him a little bit too yeah and um now you guys are gonna enter the fold hopefully but Hell yeah uh it would be really cool to have five people and play a game uh play a um a private match where all you know all five people in the match that's... i bet you that would completely change it oh absolutely absolutely um but but the, what i will say is as a fan of the the movies i have not seen the series which i need to watch now because i didn't even know it was good and um everybody is talking about how great the series is and i'm is like okay well ash versus evil dead yeah is that what it is yeah okay uh i think it was three or four seasons long and got canceled but they kind of knew it would get canceled yeah. too. um but it it's got a lot of uh a lot of lore hidden in it from the from the movies and from the show and like little easter eggs here and there and all the characters are based off of different iterations of the uh, the actor of you know the different actors in the movies 
and people who are only in the movies for like a couple minutes are in the game too. It's it's a lot of fun. And uh, just there's nothing better than just like running around, just killing the people who are already dead. Like, it's just great. I love it. Um, it has a lot of heart. I'm happy that this franchise specifically had, it has a good game as a tie-in. Uh, it's kind of funny because you would think that it would be kind of out of vogue now because the show's been off for a while now. And uh, the movies obviously have gone by the wayside at this point. <coughs> Excuse me. They tried to re- reboot it. Uh, they did reboot it and they're doing another one by, um, of course, Bruce Campbell won't be in those. But anyway, the whole thing is it's a great tie in and yeah. it's it's a great homage to the game. And it's also just or to the movies. And it's also just a great game. Uh, so I would really encourage anybody to check it out. I would imagine, Dave, you mentioned it being on Game Pass. I was saying like this is kind of what Game Pass is looking for. Games that um, allow like, you know, potentially up to five players to all continue to be subscribed to Game Pass as long as. Some, as long as they're wanting to play together. Uh, that's the kind of games that seems like Game Pass goes after. But I'm wondering if like the Epic Store exclusivity uh, for PC kind of ruled that out for them. They weren't willing to give them a bag if they weren't willing to make it exclusive to... Uh, they probably got a bag from Epic, but if they weren't mil- willing to make it exclusive to Xbox um, on PC as well. Yeah. So that's my guess. But I would say check it out. Yeah. Uh, especially if you can, if you're on PC, especially, and you can get it on Epic for the, the $10 off, $30, um, let me know. I will play at least one match with you if you let me know in the Discord. At least one match. At least one match. Well, I'm not going to, maybe you might be a terrible person and I'll, and I'll hate hanging out with you, <laughs> uh, but I'll play one match if you cite this moment on the podcast and you buy the game. Sure. Dave, what have you been playing? Um, I have been, pl- I finally jumped into uh, Lost Ark. Which is uh, MMO that came out in Korea in 2019, and it just came out in the West earlier this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sort of action RPG MMO, and uh, I'm only about five or six hours in, but I'm having a really good time with it. It's um, I haven't jumped into an MMO in a while. I think the last one was Elder Scrolls Online, and I played quite a bit of that. But um, I'm really noticing like the quality of life. Uh, features in this game are like really, really good. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of things about MMOs that can get kind of annoying, especially when you're early on. So there's little things like, you know, you open up the map and there's like a thousand different icons and you've never seen them before. So you really don't know like what's what, and you kind of like have to start to memorize that stuff. But like one little thing that I love is like, you have your quest tracker on the far right of the screen. And I always like having multiple quests going at once it's the quickest way to get XP. Mm-hmm. Um, they have this little like icon that you can click. And when you do that, it instantly brings up your map and shows you exactly where you need to go to either turn in that quest or complete the quest. Um, so there's little things like that. There was a couple other things I remember seeing where it was like, that's such a small thing, but it just, it, it makes it so much easier to, to kind of get into this. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then just as like a hack and slash Diablo style action RPG, it's, it's a lot of fun. There's so many different classes that you can pick from. Well, there's not that many classes, but each one has like two or three subclasses. So um, there's a lot to pick from. And um, yeah, I'm having a good time. I I I, I think I'm going to make it to Endgame and maybe try some, some, you know, community stuff and some co-op. Ben, I know you checked this game out for a little bit when it first came out, but yeah um yeah lost ark is it's free as well and there's so far i haven't come across anything where i'm like this would be so much easier if i pay for it i know there are those things in the game but it uh it hasn't happened yet but um yeah i'm having a really good time with it so far so yeah are you playing it on console i'm playing it on steam Okay, I was gonna say I didn't know if there was a console version of it at this I, point. No, yeah, yeah this game would be very tricky on. That's console. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I say I think it's just PC. I played uh, Lost Ark for about two hours and was just kind of bored. And also, that might have been partially because there were other games I wanted to get back to that were not that. And I was like, well, this game will always be here for me. These other games are like, I need to play them now, which doesn't make any sense if you think about it. But <laughs> that's just you know because realistically, Lost Ark is the one that has the more potential of going away. Um, because of the style of game it is over the first person games I went back to it for, so or I left it for. Um, but I, I'd, I'd be willing to check it out again someday, maybe. 
I'll make you a deal. I'll I'll check out Evil Dead with you, and yeah. you can you can come and uh, play a little Lost Ark with me. How about you got that? yourself okay. a deal. All right. You got to pay, and I don't. I mean, that's a win win for me. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> well, technically, I already bought Evil Dead, so I did have to pay. But you know, that's a thing. What else, Dave? Anything else, or is that is that sum up your week? Um, I've been playing uh, Perils of Baking uh, oh. for. for reasons that are obvious to you um but uh yeah that's man that's cool game and the original uh, you mean yeah the original okay um it's uh it's you know dave we you and i have codes to access the new one if you wanted to yeah i know but i'm doing research here okay Okay, i have to get into the mind of of lily mo games before i can really appreciate what uh what's going on but um yeah a a really cool game obviously if you if you listen to any of the sacred symbols podcast and you've probably heard about this but the remake is coming out soon and um yeah it's a lot of fun it's it's obviously heavily inspired by um you know the nes super mario titles um but yeah, other than that, just Lost Ark and a little Perils of Bacon. Nice. Damn. Nice. Brandon, you're, you're up. You're never going to guess. I bet you've been playing Elden Ring. No. <laughs> no, actually. Um, I have, yes. But no, I've been playing No Man's Sky. You were right. I was never going to guess. You were never going to guess. Yeah. So I watched, I think it was a Game Rants video about the state of No Man's Sky currently. Yeah. And it just propelled me to re-download. It really yeah. did. Um, the amount of content that's been released post-launch is larger than I could have fathomed. Oh, yeah. And I'm serious. If you even have an, an a slight interest in this game at any point ever, mm-hmm. there's never been a better time, obviously. Um, it's been many, many years in the making, um, but I was astounded by how many updates um, and the differences I came back to. Um, I don't know that it is the perfect game and that it ever will be, um, but it reminds me a lot now of Subnautica. Okay. Um, and Subnautica is one of my near and dears. Um, I love that game. And it's like that, but on as many planets as I want. Right. Um, and I think that's the best place for it to be. I think that's the game that it was intended to be, was a game like that. Right. Um, so, yeah, I literally just built my first base. Um, I guess the multiplayer is actually functional now. Yeah. Um, and truly, just... If you're interested at all, go back and look at how much has been added, um, and it is noticeable. Um, I've also downloaded the PS5 version, which has helped out a lot. Um, the frame rate is stable, at least mostly. Um, so, yeah, I guess kind of out of nowhere, literally within the past two days, um, I was convinced to re-download. Um, I can report back next week whether or not I'm still playing, but at least for a week or so, I'm probably going to enjoy this game and see what it has to give me because Lord knows I didn't get my 60 bucks the first time around. Right. <laughs> um, so I'm just giving it a go. Um, there's a lot of things I should be playing right now, but uh, this is at the front. That's, and I don't know why, but it just is. Just play what you want, man. Yeah. Why play anything that you don't want to play? Amen. Amen. And that's just the reality of it. So I have taken a break from Elden Ring, um, but that break will be short. So. Boys, I forgot to tell you about something else. What's that? Now, I haven't actually been playing this yet, but I did re-download something. What did you re-download? Brandon, you're never going to guess. I'm never going to guess. Go ahead. Try. Sea of Thieves? No. <laughs> that, that didn't ever leave my hard drive. Come on. I know. I'm playing. This is a game that you and I used to um, uh, play a lot together. Warzone? Apex? And Warzone? We uh, had a podcast about it. Fortnite. Oh. <laughs> Dude, listen, I have Fortnite downloaded. Let me know. Okay. The, the last time I popped in right before they, they got rid of building. Yeah. I got a dub and it felt just as good as the first day. Oh, wow. So I will I will hop back in with you. I shit you not. Let me know. I redownloaded it because I was watching a streamer that I usually watch play Sea of Thieves and he had popped into Fortnite because he used to play Fortnite on stream. Right. And... I'm like watching them and there was no building. And I was like, this looks like a lot of fun, dude. It, it, it looks like so much fun. It just completely changes it. It takes everything that I don't like about it. And yeah. I'm decent at the building. I right. don't want any of the listeners to think that I am by any means ninja, but I was proficient at it in the day. <laughs> I was were better than me. I was proficient, but we would still get rocked if a good but, came up. <laughs> dude. And it's like you, you see the memes, you shoot once and there's a fucking tower in your face the next right. second. So this is perfect. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to check it out at some point here. Let me know, dude. Yeah. I'll hop in. It's funny because I mentioned in a in a group that I'm in that uh, I had redownloaded it. And I was expecting a lot of like backlash and like, oh, how dare you? And like multiple people 
we're like, yeah, I'd read that with it too. And <laughs> it's back up, dude. Yeah. I, I shit you not. Some of the people that stopped playing it are back in. Yeah. They know what's going on. They know how to adapt their game and bring people back yeah. in. Something Warzone can seldom do. Fortnite is doing every single time. Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Leave it up to Epic. Sure. All them billions. Yeah. yeah. No shortage of billions. No there. shortage of billions. Even the ones that they got from uh, from Apple. <laughs> uh okay i think that's it for the show if i didn't say it at the top and i don't think i did you can support the show over on patreon at patreon.com slash handsome phantom a dollar or more a month gets you early ad free access to the show also gets you early access to hp after dark there's a brand new episode of hp after dark out for three dollar and up patrons uh so check that out if you haven't if you if you're not a patron that's totally fine um you don't have to be, but you can check out HP After Dark on free feeds as well. You're just uh, an episode behind. It's no longer a month behind because we took an extended break there, but it's uh, it's an episode behind. It's still good, I'm sure. The The last one, though, was a lot of fun. The one we did, oh, yeah. we put out. Actually, it came out today as we're recording this. Yeah. Um, so check that out. And then also uh, hop into the Discord. Discord. Uh, no. Handsomefandom.com slash Discord uh, to be graced with our presences. As much as that is graceful. As much as that is graceful. Anything to sign off? Love you all. Tip the weight staff. Yeah, tip the weight staff. All right, we'll see you next time. The HP Podcast is supported by our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. Jason Canham, Toby Ryland, Chaz Peterson, Edward Walton, Josh Cummings, Jared, Boots, Fusebro, Passive Pixels Edwin Castillo, Maurice Bays, and Htrons. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.